This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Well, there's a disturbing new study about alcohol-related problems and how they have contributed to emergency room visits. A study in the Canadian Medical Journal shows that there was a disproportionate spike in visits by women and young people and that the number of alcohol-related visits by women in Ontario rose by 86% compared with a 53% increase for men. Now, this is just the latest in a bunch of studies uh, relating to alcohol. Uh, basically, last week, we had one that said that for women, if even if they're a moderate drinker, if they cut alcohol out altogether, they have a big increase in mental health. Uh, it's, uh, it's a bit of a surprise for me. Now, we are trying to reach the doctor who is going to talk about this. Uh, but Bob, what do you make of this? Do you find this concerning? Uh, a little bit. I would think with the, just the way society seems to be viewing uh, their one's own health, that that would be something given smoking is is something that we've seen a, a reduction in. I can understand people still wanting to enjoy having a, a drink or two. But uh, I do find that a little concerning that, um, you know, the numbers wouldn't be uh, a little bit lower than that. Well, you know, one of the things in terms of women, you know, there are a couple of factors here. So first of all, alcohol affects women disproportionately, you know, uh, it gets drunk quicker or it affects affects the body quicker. And I'm wondering if it's also there's less of a stigma of turning up in an emergency room because, because I don't know, you passed out somewhere or whatever the story Mm -hmm. might be. You know, that that's quite possible. But uh, as you say, just given the uh, physical... uh, uh, you know, factors involved, men versus women, you can see where clearly it would go to, you know, a woman's head a lot quicker than it would, uh, than it would a man's. Yeah. Okay. Um, do we have our doctor? We do not, we do not have our doctor. So, um, okay, we'll let's continue. Move a, uh, let's, uh, move along. Uh, you just saw our study on, parents contributing to rent. Uh, what's your take on that? And what's your experience? Do you help your kids? Oh, we, we do help ours. I mean, they're they're adults, but whenever in a pinch you, you try to do it, and I think it just comes from the way we were raised in terms of our parents uh, helping, you know, uh, us. So we in turn, it, it, it's just the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But to a certain extent, you know, you, you got to, you, you still want them to fend for themselves. You don't want them to totally rely on uh, on you, and not that they do, but in a pinch, uh, I would do so. I know my wife would do so, and I know people that we know. Any way that they can uh, help out, they would uh, they would help out their children, no questions asked. Uh, but yeah. it is but it is concerning the fact that they seem to be going, generally speaking, more to the the parents and and having uh, financial uh, financial issues and not being able to to do maybe a little bit more so on their own versus uh, having to go to mom and dad. Uh-huh. Well, it it's 
Interesting. You know, what I'm hearing you say is that it's it's more episodic than yeah. a regular thing. Yeah, no, it's not a regular thing. Okay, Definitely because, not. and again, I want to throw this out to our listeners, because we've seen previous studies that basically said that a very large percentage of parents are paying expenses, 500 bucks a month. No, not, not, I mean, I'm just speaking from our case, but I'm sure there must be. I mean, there, there are clearly examples out there. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been put out there if the researchers didn't find that to be the case. That is a little concerning, as I'm sure it must be just as stressful for the young people having to, to go to their parents and, and seek help. Uh, because I'm sure once they leave the nest, they want to be able to fend for themselves. They don't wish to be going back and and asking for help. But in a pinch, you know, that's uh, the bank of mom and dad. Okay. Thanks, Bob. Uh, we have reached our doctor, Daniel Myron. He's a family physician, and he works with public health and preventive medicine at the University of Ottawa. Hi. Hi, thanks for having me. Okay, thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for being here. Uh, so were you surprised by what you found in terms of emergency room visits and alcohol use? Yeah, I think we were quite surprised by the amount that these visits had increased over the study period. Uh-huh, this, it's 14 years. It is a long time. Yeah, it looked, it looked at visits between 2003 and 2016. Uh, but the, you know, and it's, you know, it's, almost 15 years. It's a, it's a good chunk of time, but the, the size of the increases over that time period were quite large. Uh-huh. And is it just that, in terms of the women, is it just that women are drinking more, binge drinking more? I, I don't even understand what kind of a, what would bring you to an emergency room. I mean, you have too much to drink. Uh, yeah. You don't feel well the next morning. So the, so I think I think people who are showing up in the emergency room from drinking alcohol are quite ill. Uh, and when we looked at our study, uh, the people who came to the emergency room for, from alcohol were more likely to be admitted to hospital and have to, you know, spend multiple days there receiving care uh, than, any, than someone who walked in for any reason on average. Uh, but the, the types of harms that we saw were people who uh, came in uh, with uh, intoxication, people who came in uh, who were in withdrawal from alcohol, uh, people who had drunk enough to seriously damage their liver or other important organs like their heart or pancreas, uh, and people who had uh, alcohol poisoning uh, from drinking so much. And, you, and you'd see that when, where people ha would have uh, trouble breathing uh, or be uh, not able to, to respond to other individuals. Mm -hmm. uh, that is very concerning. So what are the symptoms of alcohol poisoning? Uh, so, so individuals with alcohol poisoning can uh, be vomiting, they can be not responding, slurring their speech, having problems with their coordination. Uh, I think really the concern is, is that if someone has drunk enough that they're not able to be, to be roused or to respond, uh, you would be worried that they could vomit and choke or aspirate on their vomit, uh, which is it's just, you know, something that could be extremely dangerous. Uh, so... Uh, I, th I think that there, it's important that if you're around someone who's consumed a large amount of alcohol, that there's things that you can do to, to care for them. But I think what's more important is ensuring that we have less people who are drinking that quantity of alcohol. Uh, yeah. That, that is, it, so is it binge drinking or is it that, uh, you know, there's less of a stigma around women drinking? Uh, you know, I'm just trying to pinpoint this. 
And so our study wasn't designed to, to find the causes of what's uh, creating these increases. And I think that we need to do more research uh, to get better answers. Uh, it's going to be a combination of stuff. If you look at the, the size of these increases, there's not going to be a simple explanation. So I think it's people are drinking more. As you highlighted, people are engaging in heavy or binge drinking more frequently. Uh, we have to keep in mind that uh, I think a lot of the headlines have been about, uh, you know, the rising harms in women. Uh, and if you look at the age group of 25 to 29, it's true that uh, visits went up 240 percent. Uh, and women. But I, I think we really, you know, to, if we keep our eye on the on the bigger picture, it's that uh, these increases are occurring for all people living in Ontario, uh, and that men continue to have more harms than women, uh, and that the majority of visits continue to be by men, and in particular, uh, men who are in their middle age. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, there are all kinds of things that are related to alcohol abuse, all kinds of ailments uh, and, and violence as well. Absolutely. And the, and the study that we looked at uh, was, was not examining uh, many harms that occur to individuals from alcohol and many harms that occur to people around those who are consuming to alcohol. Uh, so we weren't looking at uh, as you were saying, violence that can happen, be it a, a fight in a bar or violence from one family member to another. We weren't looking at accidents that can occur from alcohol. Uh, we weren't looking at social problems uh, like people having trouble at work, uh, facing social isolation from their drinking. Uh, and I think it just really highlights that the burden of alcohol is enormous uh, and that we're seeing alarming increases in our study and it represents a small fraction of the harms from alcohol. Mm -hmm. And do you have a view on all the liberalization of alcohol sales that uh, we are in the midst of in the province? I think we have to keep a couple things in mind. One is that the cost of alcohol on society is enormous. It's in the billions of dollars. Uh, and I think that, you know, we can talk about health harms, but this is also something that uh, leads to substantial lost uh, employment, tax revenue. It's, it's something that, that hits uh, that hits us across society. There's very good evidence that there are policies that governments can put in place to reduce uh, problem drinking and its harms. Uh, and that consistently finds that putting uh, regulations on the price of alcohol, ensuring that we limit the number of stores selling alcohol and the hours that those stores are open, uh, and restricting the marketing of alcohol and, and really uh, aggressive advertisements that are directed to young people are, are good interventions, and they're recommended by bodies like the World Health Organization. Uh, and I, I think that it's important that governments pay heed. Uh, okay, well, they're clearly not. They're clearly not. We're we're on the trajectory for extreme liberalization. And and I think that we should be concerned that any policies that uh, increase the availability of alcohol make it cheaper create more promotion for it will result in more people consuming alcohol and, and consuming in more harmful patterns. Okay. Dr. Daniel Myron, author of the CMAJ study on alcohol-related uh, emergency room visits, thanks you very much for your input. Thanks for having me. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.
heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.